And what is good, Detroit Lions fans? I mean, look, I've been doing this thing for 10 years now. 10 years. And I've never even sniffed a Lions victory in the playoffs. But this time around, you know, we talk about the offense. We talk about Jared Goff. We talk about how good the offensive line is. But what we really need to be talking about is how good defense was in the red zone because that's exactly what won tonight's game against the L.A. Rams. You think about it, they had three chances in the red zone and they didn't get nothing except field goals. That is exactly what you're talking about with the Detroit Lions team that won their first playoff victory since before I was born. I mean, that just tells you how good this team played in the red zone. Three red zone opportunities, and the Detroit Lions make it 0 for 3. Two, three, I mean, three field goals, obviously. They had three field goals. But to be honest, they held them at bay. And those three field goals were the difference in the game today. So anybody who could talk about the defense, they could talk about the defense all they want. I don't care. The fact of the matter is when it came down to what actually matters, scoring points in the NFL, Detroit held them to nine points in the red zone total, period. You could talk about what they did. You could talk about the plays that they gave up. You could talk about anything you want. The fact of the matter was, Detroit gave up nine points in the red zone. And if you want a recipe for winning in the playoffs, that's exactly it. Nine points in the red zone. You know, when we came in here, when we came in this, this was a big thing I was hitting. The spread. As underdogs, the Rams are two and six. As favorites, the Detroit Lions are 11 and three. And one of the big key players in this game, absolutely, was Brian Branch. You know, Brian Branch, we we kind of figured he would go against Cooper Cup. We kind of figured he would go against Pukunukua. We kind of figured he would go against anybody who would challenge him. And the reality of the situation is he was dominant in the slot position. And there was very little chances that, that other teams had to pass on him. And, you know, it, it 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 went the same with also this. The Detroit Lions held another running back under 100 yards. You can add Kyron Williams to this list right here. Bill Kyron Williams, I think he, if I'm going to be frank with it, I believe he ran for not much more than anybody else that has been on the list. Maybe he's been 81. Maybe he's been 82. Let me check real quick. <clears throat> so Kyron Williams ran for 61 yards, which, which wouldn't even be top on that list. The list that I just showed you, 61, wouldn't even be the top on the list. You know who would be the top on the list? Ty Chandler, the running back from Minnesota. Look. For years, I think we've all waited, listened for this Detroit Lions team to win a playoff game. 
you know, and I, I think that a lot of us were just waiting and listening and hoping that things would change. You know, I've been doing this page for 10 years now. 10 years. It's the 10th year of the Detroit Lions news page. And I've hoped for God that this team would become good. Now, I've dealt with the Matt, May, the Matt Martin Mayhew area, the Bob Quinn era, the Matt Patricia era. And what you've seen from the Detroit Lions today was something that no other Lions team was capable of doing. You know, when the game counted, when the game mattered, when the game mattered, who made the plays? The defense, the offense, a six-round pick in Amra St. Brown. When the game mattered, who made the plays? You know, and then we could talk about the offense made the plays because they've made a lot of plays. But if we're going to be completely honest with ourselves, the defense made a lot of plays. They made a ton of plays. For for the reality of the situation is you held a team that went to the red zone three sep- three times, and you held them to nine points instead of maybe 14, maybe 17. You held them to nine points under 10. That was the difference in the game. It was a 24-23 final. 24-23 final. And the fact of the matter was, the Detroit Lions defense did what they were supposed to do. And I'm damn glad that they did. And I want your comments. So I'm going to look at our comments right now. Obviously, Facebook user. I don't know his name, but he needs to leave his name and name uh, on the on the comment. He says, um, I waited 32 years for this team. Join the club, brother. I've waited 29 Okay, and I, I, I'm not saying this out of reluctancy, but I've waited so long for Lions playoff victory. I've experienced this with the Red Wings. I've experienced this with the Lions. I mean, Pistons, the Tigers, but I've never experienced this alliance. Um, Mary says, great game. Uh, it was a great game. It was, and I'm um, very glad that they did that. Um, Ray says, uh, held a team that was 7-1 and one to 9 points in the red zone. This is a key stat here. I, I, I don't care what anybody tells you. When you, held, when you hold a team that was 7-1 and one to 9 points in the red zone, you know, at the worst, you're hoping that you got 10 points, right? Or 13 points. But to hold them to three field goals tells you everything you need to know about this defense. And I know, I know, Aaron Glenn has been a totally, um, his defenses has sucked. But today, his defenses made the difference. Like, give credit to where credit's due. This defense made the plays that they were expected to make and they won today's game. That's how it goes. Lakari, Lakani Lloyd, 33 years. You got a couple years on me, man. I'm kind of jealous, but I'm not really jealous because this was a wild ride. 
I mean, even, even today was a wild ride. Am I right? Um, he says the Lions are the number two seed NFC. Is that is that strange how things work out? Isn't that strange? You know, we were uh, an eligible passer away from being the number two seed. And that just so happens that your division rival, the Green Bay Packers, go to Dallas. They absolutely dismantle the Dallas Cowboys en route to give you the second round seed, the second overall seed. You know, it just, it just goes to show you. And for and for Dan Campbell to have his team ready to play this game shows me everything I need to know about Dan Campbell. And Jared Goff, 237 yards passing, a touchdown, no turnovers in the win. Tells me everything I need to know about Jared Goff. He won this game. He won this game. Fernando says, I was four months old last time the Lions won. Isn't it amazing how, like, we have gone through so much as Lions fans, and yet we still sit here. We root for the same team no matter what. And this is just what sports is all about. Like, if we're if we're going to be honest with ourselves, sports is all about when you have a team that is different from the others, and you have a shot to win, and you win at the highest levels. It just shows me everything you need to know. Rebecca Deering, who has been a huge part of this podcast on the Detroit Lions News podcast on the Facebook page, she's a Honolulu blue and through Bay Baby and um, the blue and silver heart. Now, I'm going to leave it open for people to uh, join me in the um, in the comments. So if you want to join me, um, and give your thoughts. You can join through the link. Um, Jacob says, rather play Philadelphia or Tampa Bay. I mean, see, this is a fun one because Tampa Bay is a team we beat, right? And we can get them at home this time. But Philadelphia seems like they're a team off the tracks. But the one thing I'd be worried about with Philadelphia is they are a very talented team. They're a very talented team. But the one thing I don't worry about with Tampa Bay and with Philadelphia is their secondary. And Lakari Bloyd says something that I kind of mirror. He says, play Tampa Bay, I'd rather. I don't blame you one bit. I think, um, I think Tampa Bay would be good. I think Philadelphia would be good. I think Philadelphia has that more championship experience. So if you're looking for a team that has um, less championship experience, you can go there. Uh, Fernando Fernando says, can't wait till next week. Bring on whoever. You know, that's how I feel. I mean, this Detroit Lions team has done um, an excellent job at whoever they've been able to go at. And this was one of the hottest teams that they played in the in, in the NFL. And uh, I'm I'm pleased to be joined by one of my favorite people, the Avery Gianni of the Spirit Detroit Podcast. How you doing, Avery? What's going on, man? How you doing? You Pretty all good. Right? Oh yeah. 
It's a winner's uh, – welcome to the winner's circle, baby. <laughs> it's welcome. been a long time. You know, I was talking – me me and you are – me and you are two of the highest, like, we're the highest strong people in the Lions podcast universe, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said all along, these nine points that they gave up in the red zone would be the key to winning this game, right? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it was. And I know, I know you're – I know – me and you are kind of locked up on Aaron Glenn. But, yeah. But for Aaron Glenn to have the kind of defensive adjustment he had in the red zone, I don't think you could take that away from him. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people talk about Aaron Glenn as like a a shitty coordinator, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is total bullshit. I mean, look what he's had to deal with the whole year. But the fact of the matter is he when this was the hottest team in the NFL in terms of points scored and everything – and you held him with nine points in the red zone. I mean, that's just that's 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 the difference in the game right there. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you know that's the difference. But it's the players executing. It's getting the Matt Stafford. It's um, it's that we've seen guys step up. There's some there's some makeshift guys in the back. You know, uh, Cam Sutton. Early in the season, we were under the impression he was a shut down corner. He is fraudulent. A rookie yeah. had 182 yards on this man. And we played 48% zone. So, you know, we had a lot of situations that were unfavorable as far as personnel goes with their wide receiver core versus our secondary and and they tight ends versus our linebackers. We had a lot of situations that were uh, unsavory uh, going into the game. But the the level of execution from the players, from Alex Anzalone, from Aiden Hutchinson, uh, from Josh Pascal was back there getting pressures. You know, you had guys step up. You know, you still had those bums like uh, Sutton and uh, Bill Dorr. We we will address that in the draft. Those those yeah. bums will be addressed. But um, you know, you know, Aaron Glenn. Credit to Aaron Glenn, but also credit to the players. And that's yeah. the difference in the game. That's the difference. Those three field goals and shutting Matthew Stafford down. I, I hate to see him go down like that. He had that crazy little that that. Concussion reaction that was insane. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe they let him back in to be honest. Yeah, yeah, man. Because if that was Tua, it'd be a wrap, you know, it'd be a wrap, right? Right, right, be right. done for the day. It'd <laughs> 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 be done for the day, man. Rest up for next season. <laughs> You're totally right on that, too. Like, if that was Tua, like, you totally know it's the difference, you know what I'm saying. But Stafford, I mean, he just he hung on air for like the longest time that he could, and you know, me and you, I, I think me and you've been not harsh on Aaron Glenn, but we've been saying like, look, dude, you can't expect what he's done with that defense and the talent that he's worked with on that defense, right? Like, we don't think Cam Sutton's the number one corner, right? We don't think that Vildor is number two corner. Right. But the right. fact of the matter is this. He's making it work kind of and, like, mixing up coverage and trying to help his defensive line get some pass rush. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because with these guys that you have on the corner, like Sutton and Vildor, I mean, excluding Brian Branch, who has been absolutely phenomenal as a rookie, you look at the rest of these guys and you go, yeah, we need a defensive replacement for these guys, man. Like. Real quick, dude. Like, real quick. But the fact of the matter is, it's like you go to the, you're gonna be playing a second round matchup against a team like the Eagles or the Buccaneers, right? 
And I'm pretty sure they say the same thing about their secondary. You know, aside from Darius Slay and Bradbury for the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm pretty sure that both of them are saying, look, our secondary isn't good. Our defensive adjustments aren't good. And Aaron Glenn could pretty much do whatever he wants with the with, with the decision that he's making. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, they hit it best in the game. They hit it on the nail on the head, you know. The defense was awful last year and, you know, this offseason or during that that eight and one stretch, they decided to work on something, be good at something. And that was stopping the run. And, you know, for for most of the season, I mean, we had 12 one team. For most of the season, we were top in stopping the run, if not the best in stopping the run. And for a short time in the season, at least the first six, seven weeks, we were a top eight defense in the league. So, you know, you know, we have our, our, our patchwork secondary, you know. Yeah. But we, we also know the stars in there. We have Branch. You have Kirby Joseph. You have guys, Melifonwu sometimes, and, and, and even um, the Tracy Walker sometimes, that, that are building blocks. But we know we need to get those outside corners out of there. And this, yeah. this is the perfect draft to do it in the middle rounds, this is a perfect draft to do it in the late in the late first round, and because this is going to be your need, it's going to be your bag. You know, you're going to pay golf. You you know you know I think that's the deal here, is that we're in the realm of paying golf, but yeah. our first round pick is going to be a corner, and I hope that you know Lions fans are ready for that because they've been fighting that shit forever. They passed on Sauce Gardner, they passed on this day, passed on this guy, passed on Forbes. Now it's time to get you a first-round corner or a late second-round corner that is going to be a stud. It's going to be like a Deshaun, like a like a Dijon out of uh, uh, Iowa. Like yeah. you got to get a first-round corner with that late-round pick. But we can bask in the glory. I don't think Aaron Glenn deserves a head coaching job, but right. it it remains to be seen what he's done for this defense. Uh, in terms of a complete defense, we're not dominant. But yeah. he has helped so tremendously well. It has been a it has been a good ride sometimes. We're not terrible. Against terrible teams, we really flourish. Carolina game, five sacks. Right. We're, uh, you know, Washington a couple weeks uh, last year, we knocked them out of the fucking whole shit. We didn't even know we were a bad defense. So <laughs> we're we're just we're just below middle of the pack right now. <laughs> You know, the thing I'm thinking about Aaron Glenn, though, is, like, look, I don't expect him to make these adjustments where we're, like, a top 10 defense, right? But what I do expect is kind of, like, he's going to hold them within the 2024-point range. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like with this offense, the way they're playing, the way Jared Goff's playing, with the way Amra St. Brown played tonight, you know, Josh Reynolds, um... Dave Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, like there's so, so much more to give there, and see, and Sam Laporta. I mean, f- for being as hurt as he was to have the game that he did with the touchdown to help this team win, I mean that just that just shows me everything I need to know. And look, we could talk about how Aaron Glenn doesn't need to have a great defense. I mean, he doesn't need to have a he, he doesn't deserve to have a head coaching job, right? But the fact of the matter is this, he really put this team in position to win this game tonight. And that's all you can ask. Yeah, that's all yeah, exactly. What he did in the uh what he did in the red zone, I think they had three trips to the red zone that was stopped. 
and um, you know, and and guys didn't fall for the Fay route and the rub routes to 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 Cooper Cup. He held Cooper Cup to like under forty yards. I mean, I know Puka Nakua went off, but he was on Cam Sutton, so yeah. I think I could I could score on Cam Sutton. I think I mean at, at this point, dude. Yeah, I think anybody can support on Cam Sutton. I mean, he, yeah. the way he's been kind of like stuck in mud, kind of the way yeah. that they would say it. I mean, like, I mean, I've even seen Tutu Atwell just destroy him. I mean, right. And and Stafford missed that throw, but I mean, Vildor was the one that really got burned by Tutu Atwell, but mm-hmm. he made a good play on the ball. But it's just what I've been saying the whole time this whole year is we don't have a number one corner. And you know you, what you've been saying. What you've been saying about how we need to be ready f- to get a cornerback in round one of the NFL draft is ac- absolutely one hundred percent. You know they're going to need a cornerback in this NFL draft, right? And I don't want to hear Lions fans talk about you know you know all this uh, positive stuff. Like we we did good. We we were good. You know how Lions fans do stuff. They uh they 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 win a game and they say it's okay, you know. They, it, throws two three interceptions. It's okay. We won. Well, like no, the secondary a, needs to the secondary needs to get fixed. There's a guy in my comments, uh, Steve Tracy Shear. He's a com. He's a he's a frequent commenter. But he says, "What is my man talking about? We're rolling with the guy. Guys, worry about next season. Next season, Ben Dunberg is working for us now. What Avery is saying." And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play this for you, Avery. And, and then you can elaborate on it. What you're saying is, look, we're a good team right now, right? We just want a playoff game. It's all right. We're good. We're good to go. But to reach the next level, the next level we're talking about, like the Super Bowl, being an NFC like top tier contender, you need that cornerback that's gonna shut down a, another opposing team. And then you're hoping that Cam Sutton could be your number two. You're hope, you're hoping that someone could be your number two that you're not expecting that you'd be like, okay, cool. Right. I'm fine with that guy right there. Well, this is just another example of how these Lions fans just, you know, we've we've had such a poverty franchise that we don't even we 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 so we had the scarcity mindset that we're good right now. We ain't yep. even trying to increase, we're not even trying to step into our own abundance we just good right now so let's keep it happening let's keep it going so he's the type to me that particular man if he was with somebody in a romantic relationship and all his relationships before the woman was beating him and now he's just getting verbally abused oh i'm doing good right now because <laughs> there's abuse on that secondary okay it's abuse and he said oh shit i ain't get hit i'm good like that's what he's saying to me. He's saying, "Hey, look, Cam Sutton for one eighty two on the rookie is good. We doing good. Ben, but no. don't break." <laughs> okay, I feel <laughs> here, here. What I've been noticing with Lions fans, okay, over the last couple of years. Remember last? I remember last year, right? James Houston had that unbelievable year, right? And they're like, "Dude, we're good at edge. We don't need another edge player. We don't need a guy who can rush the passer." I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, the fact of the matter is this. James Houston could get hurt tomorrow, which he actually did get hurt in the second game, right? And, and it's like, it's like, look, you need depth at the edge position. Like, yeah. the, one thing, the one of the things that I've been hitting on is, like, 
And another, you know, Jeffrey Morris in the comments, he says, another DN in the draft, number one corner in free agency, draft corner is a crapshoot. I mean, look, it's a crapshoot for certain teams, but with Brad Holmes, I feel confident that he's going to get the best player available. Exactly. Like, I, I feel like Brad Holmes has earned the credit to where if he drafts a cornerback at whatever position he drafts a guy, right? I know this guy is going to be ready to play week one. The Bears drafted a good corner in the third round, a Stevenson guy. The Bears drafted a decent, good corner. Everybody had to film. See, that's another thing is y'all say corner is a crapshoot. All right, then what is it? Because I know a lot of people picking quarterbacks. The quarterback who went number one just a couple years ago was a crapshoot. The Jets want to get rid of him. What are you talking about? Everything a crapshoot. Picking a Mm -hmm. guy up off the street is a crapshoot. Y'all had Isaiah Bugs. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That was a crapshoot. He worked yep. out and he got cut at the end of the season. Yep. Everything a crapshoot. What are you talking about? No, <laughs> I, I, I wow. This is what I, this is what me and you are in lockstep about, bro. Like the fact of the matter is this: when the Detroit Lions go and draft someone, right? Jameer Gibbs over Bijan Robinson was kind of like a crapshoot to some people, right? But I don't think many people are saying that now, right? And then Bijan Robinson and then uh, Jack Campbell over like, whoever was available at 19 or 18, wherever they was. I don't think they're saying it's a crap shoot then. Brian Branch, Sam Laporta. Like, these are guys that Brian Holmes has drafted. I don't really care about mm-hmm. it's, it's a crap shoot. Your GM has shown that he can get the best out of the players that he drafts. Right. But these are the same fans that wanted Kyle Hamilton in, too. We got to understand who we're dealing with. We got to understand who we're dealing with, man. See, now I don't get mad no more. I just have to understand. These are the same people who said, I don't want Aiden. What? And then 11 sacks later, he's our guy. So, I don't, you know, you just, like you said, man, me and you locked toe and step. I think the only thing we've disagreed on is Hunter Hooker. Probably. Probably that. That's literally the only thing I think we've agreed disagreed about, to be honest. And I think, look, would I t- would I have taken Hendon Hooker in the third round as like a developmental quarterback? Probably, but would it rather help the Detroit Lions to get a Kobe Turner or Byron Young? You know what I'm saying? See, those are those are two of the guys I like. You know, and Col- Kobe Turner was one of those players I highlighted on my on my show and uh, on YouTube, and it's documented that I yeah. thought he was the the best. Uh, defensive tackle in the draft, he had the stats, and then he had to work. So he had to film, he had the stat sheet, and then, you know, we had an opportunity to get him. We got this big jambalaya, uh, G.I. Joe, <laughs> this, this dude who can't play. He looked Broderick. like he from the Green Mile, Broderick Martin. We we got the dude from the Green Mile. <laughs> I saved her, massa. <laughs> we got, he ain't even got on the field. <laughs> that's a, that's the best case scenario. I mean, I mean, look, look I like Roger Martin. I do. I think that what he did against Auburn with Tanks Bigsby, I think that was credible. But like me personally, I would have took Kobe Turner or Byron Young. You know what I'm saying? Because unlike yeah. these, unlike these Lions fans that are commenting right now. I didn't swim the haters. (laughs) (laughs) We hating on a team that won the playoffs. No, but here's the thing. Like, you know, it's talk when we're talking about this, like Byron Young, right? 
he would have helped this team. Kobe Turner would have helped this team. Absolutely. Hennon Hooker and Broderick Martin have yet to help this team, right? So mm-hmm. I look at it like this. For as good as Brad Holmes has done in um, especially the last draft, first or second round, did an amazing job. The third round was kind of a wash. And we're starting to see maybe Levi Enrique isn't that guy, right? But he did mm-hmm. he did he did hit lightning in a bottle with Lee McNeil. So I'm I'm gonna give him a little bit of credit there. But the fact of the matter is this like you're not gonna hit on every draft pick. I don't care who your general manager is. I don't care if he's the greatest general manager in league history. You're not gonna hit on every draft pick. You just wanna hit on like 70%. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think hitting the hooker is more of you know, um right now that's like a lottery play in that third round. Because yeah. you know, if if if, if Jared Goff does get hurt, like you you heard everybody heard everybody should know the the, the press releases on Jared Goff. Okay. Yeah. We heard the game where we heard it in the game several times in the first quarter. If he's under pressure, he's a different guy. We yeah. seen we had seven interceptions in, in three games. We seen it. We we know what this guy is. Yeah. Okay. And I think that if Jared if Jared ever gets hurt, God forbid, uh, we have a guy on the bench who is who passed all the litmus tests. Yep. Who passed the athleticism test. Yep. Who knows the offense now? And there's yep. articles in the in Detroit Lions Pride that say he knows the offense. Yep. And you know, there's there's stuff like that. But I I don't want to focus too much on that because you know we just won a playoff game yep. against the magical Rams, the Rams of, of St. Louis, L.A., whatever, Missouri, wherever they from. <laughs> we, the magical Rams. I heard everything about the Rams this week. I heard they, they God's chosen people. I heard the Rams was, <laughs> I heard the Rams was a magical, a magic, L.A. was a magical place. Like it don't get hit with earthquakes and fire <laughs> and shit. Like, I heard everything. Stafford is going to own the Detroit Lions. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna prove it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I heard all these storylines come from people. The line, it was a good run, Detroit. What? <laughs> we ain't even played yet. What you talking about? You know, you know what the funniest part about that was though, like in the pregame, up to you know up to Sunday football, Chris Sims is like, yeah, I respect Chris Sims a lot. I do. I think he's a great commentator and he does know some quarterbacks right but the fact of the matter is this when he said yeah you know i just think that you know it's a lions and i think stafford's gonna have his just do i was like well that's not that's not really like that's not really like a good like synopsis on what you're talking about you know what i'm saying (laughs) you know what i think they work for las vegas man i i really think you know they there ain't no reason uh, Stephen A. go on a rant about Houston Texans are never gonna win anything, and then Houston blow them out. <laughs> ain't no way. It's like it's like the Jack Kramer dude from the. Uh, I don't know if you watch the Stock Channel. They got a whole CSNBC Stock Channel, and every time this dude go on a rant and say Apple's never gonna recover from this, Apple go up thirty percent. So I think I think with ESPN they do the same thing. They just want the betters to look at them like the leaders and like the the like the chosen few that know the game because they always get those journeyman bums. They always Dan Orlovsky going Dan Orlovsky went against Detroit. You saw that panel? 
Everybody said LA was going to win. Everybody, the ex Detroit Lions said. <laughs> you know, but the, the thing about think, think the thing about think the thing I think about that though is uh, Avery is this Detroit Lions team, right? No matter how you looked at it, like if you looked at it, me and Wall were talking about it earlier. You know, the Detroit Lions were uh, underdog in terms of public money, right? But the sharp betters, the guy who the guys who are professional betters, they kind of hedged this win as a three point win, right? They still didn't win, but this I'm pretty sure some of them took the money line to kind of hedge your bet. You know what I'm saying? But no matter, I think it was 97 percent of the money was on the Rams, public money, and three percent was the sharp betters on the Lions. That's terrible. Cause I've seen, I was on DraftKings and I seen like fifty four percent of money was on the uh, on the Lions, and I thought that was a favorable bet because, uh, first of all, the Lions were like negative three and a half, so they, yeah. they were they were gonna win three and a half. But if you know Vegas lines, Vegas would give you three and a half if you're the home team. Yeah, if they can't yeah. really call the game, they say hey, three and a half to the home team. Just, <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you're the home team, you're just gonna get three and a half no matter what. No, no matter what. And then, you know, when you looked at the matchups from a, a a physicality standpoint from this, the Rams just started running the ball yesterday. The Rams, yeah. Everybody talking about Kyrie Williams. Kyrie, he started running week six. There ain't nobody, like, in that organization really physical. And I yeah. think the Detroit Lions can beat these non-physical teams. They should have beat Dallas. They beat Kansas City. Any team that's not built to bully you, they can beat. If they, the yeah. Detroit Lions go up to the Ravens, the Ravens want to play bully ball. Yeah, exactly. They want to yeah. play. And, you know, from the better standpoint, I was just looking like, who can be bullied? I know Green. I knew Green Bay could bully Dallas, and I knew damn well that that Matthew John Matthew Stafford wasn't gonna come in Detroit and 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 not leave in tears. That boy was gonna get hit. I knew that boy was gonna get hit because them people don't know him. Kirby Joseph don't know him. He don't care no. about you, bro. He don't care about your twelve years of losing legacy here. <laughs> he don't care. You talk about it's a home. He had an interview. Yeah, I know I'm the bad guy. No one cares, bro. You an opponent. What the fuck? <laughs> you a regular man, bro. No, it's it's he funny. He talked about 2014 and shit. It's funny you say that because when all of this, this hoopla leading up to the game was about Matthew Stafford, right? And none of it was about, like, half these players in the Lions have never played with Matthew Stafford. That's number one. And then the second part about it is, Jared Goff has something to prove to the to the other Rams. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, like, I look at it like this. Stafford had a decent game for the most part, but what he did is exactly what he did in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? When when the chips were down and they needed a throw to make, he didn't make that throw. That's yeah. just what I, that's just what I look at. Yeah. I had I had about a fifty dollar play on him throwing a pick. I know he'll make that throw. He'll make the pick. And then, yeah. you know, unfortunately, Vildor, uh, Vol- oh, Voldemort couldn't make the pick. Um, <laughs> he could, he could, they got these Harry Potter names back there. And they got and Corey sit down. They got Voldemort and sit down. <laughs> man, I'll tell you what, man, this, I, I know people hate on Aaron Glenn. I know they do. And I tell, I told Walt this the other day. 
I don't know what it's about. I can kind of feel what it's about, to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I know what it's about, but I'm not going to say it out loud. But to be yeah. honest, but to be honest, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, yeah. To, but to be honest, like, Aaron Glenn has done a hell of a fucking job with this defense. I mean, and, when you got Voldemort back there, yeah. You got you, your talented play, Your best corner is a rookie from Alabama. <laughs> and he's not even really a corner. He's a safety. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just it, it it who ran a four six. It just it defies odds, man. Like it defies odds. Like the way Aaron Glenn's coaching, like could Ben Johnson. This is what I always tell people. Could Ben Johnson coach with the talent level that Aaron Glenn's coaching with right now? And I would say, from just you know, just thinking about it, no, he couldn't. Yeah. Know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no. If I was a, if I was a team that's looking for a coach. And I was looking for a guy that can get the most out of his players, you know, and it's a less talented team, right? I would kind of look at Aaron Glenn, to be honest. I would. I would like that, yeah. That'd be because, cool. Because I feel like, you know, what Rappaport said on um, the Pat McAfee show, said, you know, he said um, that these teams are looking for a, a Dan Campbell-type coach. Yeah. And, yeah. If I'm, and if I'm looking for a Dan Campbell-type coach, when I look at Aaron Glenn, the yeah. guy, that, the guy that literally has like rookies to work with, and in the back end he has two corners that are like made a silly putty. You know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. look, at, I don't look at the same as these, these the rest of these people, man. They're, yeah, this is um, it's, it's a changing of the guard in the NFL right now because, you know, before it was we want the veteran head coach. We want the um, offensive play caller, offensive player caller, the 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 young stud genius, the boy genius, and we've seen it not work. We've seen it not work. But D'Amico Ryan's is proving that right. Yeah, you know, D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, because like if anything, like I think people would have thought like when Houston made that hire of D'Amico Ryan's, they'd been like, oh my god, C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's, like what is that? Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell crawled so D'Amico Ryan's could fly. You know, um, Dan Campbell. Obviously, there was Teddy Bruschi or whatever for the for the Titans before Dan Campbell. But Vrabel, yeah, deep, Vrabel. I mean, yeah, Vrabel. My bad. So, R.I.P. Teddy Bruschi. Uh, <laughs> I, I said a dead man coached the damn Tennessee Titans. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> there goes my football credibility. <laughs> you good? But um, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, these are the coaches we want. That authenticity. I seen it on. I seen it uh, play out on Thanksgiving when mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving pregame was like they want coaches. Like owners are looking for coaches with the authenticity who can coach the players. Yeah. You know, you got Tomlin thinking about uh, Tomlin thinking about retirement and having those ex those ex coaches or those ex players who understand and can relate and, and, yeah. and, and, and they have the football knowledge and they have the organizational knowledge that is going a longer way than some guy who think he made Tom Brady because he threw a, a drag route. He called a drag route when, the, when the defense was 10 yards off, like these, these coaches is crazy. These brainstorm. Anytime they say genius, now you need to second that because we've seen too many Patriots geniuses come out and fail. Eric Eric be failed, uh, and he's from the Kansas City. He was a genius too. Everybody yep. a genius. Uh, that boy genius shit ain't gonna get you nowhere. 
Mike you McDaniel. Have a coach. Exactly. You got to have Mike McDaniel. Mm-hmm. You got to have a coach that's going to connect with the players. Look how they talked about golf and Dan Campbell. Golf built this guy up. He taught him what he didn't know. He spent extra time with this guy, Golf. He did everything with golf, built this guy up, gave him trust. And look at look at golf right now. 4,000 yards passing, 32 TDs, what, 11 interceptions. This dude is playing lights out. If you 35 and 5, that's a pro ball. Yep. I mean, it, you know, a lot of people said when the – when Bill Belichick got fired from New England, right? They're like, why did they? Why did the, the New England Patriots go with Jabrod Mayo? Maybe, mm-hmm. in their mind, they're thinking, we need a guy like Dan Campbell. You know what I'm saying? A guy who is going to be like, he knows the players. He knows what they go through. He knows when to test mm-hmm. them. He knows when to not test them. He knows when to make the necessary adjustments. You know what I'm saying? And Aaron Glenn's the same way. You know, Aaron Glenn's his former player, New York Jets, and, you know, his defense back, you know. He knows when to mm-hmm. test these guys, and he knows when he he knows when to get in their face. And that's kind yeah. of what you, that's what you want in a, co- a coach, man. Right, right, right. And 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 it, we had – you got to understand that Detroit, before this playoff win, before Dan Campbell, we had a guy who literally quit a job at NASA, Okay. <laughs> He quit a hundred thousand dollar job to coach college or coach make eight hundred dollars a week. We coach. We got a coach as a fool. Who gonna leave a hundred thousand dollar job to make eight hundred a week? A damn fool. Don't tell me about that. Follow your dreams, because Matt Patricia been following a dream. First, he want to be defensive coach. Then he want to be head coach. Now he offensive coordinator. We don't know what he is. <laughs> We don't know what Mr. Potato Head Patricia is. Hey, look, I always tell Matt Patricia, you know, my my co-host on the Red Alert podcast, such as the Red Wings podcast, you know, I always refer to Matt Patricia as the boob because I feel <laughs> like I feel like this guy, I don't care where he came from. I don't care that he graduated from NASA. I don't care what what the <laughs> hell you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a flying shit. The fact of the matter is this guy couldn't this guy couldn't develop a defense that was good enough to stop anybody. Right. Yeah, and, his uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And when you look at Aaron Glenn, like I mean, it's it's, it's a difference. I mean, Aaron Glenn, like he's getting the most out of those players that you would yeah. expect. Matt Patricia was gonna do, you know, right. the rocket scientist, you know, the guy who graduated NASA. Like, right, you're like, right. <laughs> you're like, Mr. NASA gonna get us <laughs> a guy who's gonna help us, you know, win win playoff games. And then Aaron Glenn's like over here, like. Dude, I'm a former player. Like, I I know what we're doing. Like, I'm fine with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is this is stupendous, man. At the end of the day, we're looking at a culture. We're looking at the end of eras. We're looking at the end of Nick Saban's, the end of the genius coordinator shit, the fucking end of the Bill Belichick. We're looking at the end of that, and we're seeing a fresh new league with coaches that, that get the players and understand, have football knowledge. And you notice all these all these people that were uh, former players that are getting real jobs. They were captains. They were respected around the league. They were yeah. they actually did the dirty work. You think Calvin Johnson would come in here, um, come in here after going through this whole debacle, and 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 and, and playing with Dan Campbell? And you think he would come in here and lie about Dan Campbell? His first interview talking about Dan Campbell was, yeah, that guy's that guy was he's the real deal. I've seen him play with a broken foot. Play. 
Like this, you know, he has respect. Everybody got respect for Dan, and everybody has respect for. Uh, I was about to say Teddy Bruschi. Everybody has respect for my man down there in Tennessee. Vrabel, Vrabel, uh, you know, and Miko Ryan's. You know, Miko Ryan. These are and former captains, and that's why I kind of. I don't know if you think about this, Avery, but if Aaron Glenn does get a head coaching job, right? If he does get a head coaching job, and you need to replace him. I'm telling you the number one person that replaced him. The linebacker coach. Calvin Shepper. Yep. Because Calvin Shepper Sh- wasn't a guy who was, um, you know, this all-pro kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't a guy that you would you would seek out as, like, your first pick in, like, your NFL fantasy draft, right? Right. Or, like, look for him in a parlay. Like, this guy's going to get, like, five and a half tackles in this game, right? But what you what you would look for for Kelvin Shepard is this guy is was a team captain. He was the guy who played on some great defenses with Steve Spagnolo, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which is the Kansas City defensive uh, coordinator. And you see how aggressive they are. And there's some people that I've talked to that have said that part of the reason Aaron Glenn's been more aggressive during the last couple of weeks is because Kelvin Shepard's been kind of in his ear about we need to be more like a Steve Spagnolo defense, you know, where we kind of get some pressure blitzing. Yeah, we might get burned a couple times in terms of pass coverage, but when we do get home, we're going to get home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we were, we, we weren't getting pressure before, and I think we do have to get an inside guy and a uh, defensive end and, and a corner that could take away half the field. But when you have that pressure on a consistent basis – when you're in, I think they did an engage eight two today. Uh, when you have an engage eight, when you're rushing an outside linebacker, when you're dropping in a, in a in a wide nine stance, and you're getting your defensive lineman in a wide nine stance, something they haven't done all season, which I've been begging them to do. Um, man, you, you're just gonna you're just gonna elicit more success because you're trying to create pressure in holes and areas all around the quarterback and the confusion. And those type of defenses are winning. Spagnolo has won two or three Super Bowls off the same philosophy of sending pressure, minding your gaps, playing a solid 4-3 scheme, and then also having those bend but don't break mentalities with, along with pressure. He doesn't have bend but don't break and stay in zone. Bend but don't break and stick. <laughs> stay in sit, stay in Corey Sutton. <laughs> Corey sit down. Uh, no, he he has he has. If I'm gonna bend and break, or bend but don't break, I'm a I'm a send somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's gonna be a, a QB spy or something. And he had the youngest defense last year in the league for Kansas City, and still worked out. He still yep. won the Super Bowl with them boys. Yep. Um, I'm happy. Are you happy? How, uh, are you are you tears? I expect you to have tears. You just want a playoff game, man. I I did I did have tears to be honest because you know I've been doing this thing for ten years now, um, and um, I've been dealing with a bunch of bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like we went through the whole Schwartz era, right? Where we thought he was the guy, but we kind of figured out like late in that thing that he was not the guy. And then we went through a whole Jim Caldwell where he couldn't read a clock and kind of didn't have the clock management skills. Even though, if we were to be honest right, with ourselves right now, I would have took Jim Caldwell nine times out of ten. Well, ten times out of ten. 
take that back. I'll take a thousand times over time. Yeah. Or not Patricia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Because the fact of the matter is, we went from a guy who was like nine and seven, right? And we went to a guy who like literally lost a locker room in less than a year. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it just it, and to have a guy like Dan Campbell, man, like, look, this is not the most talented Lions team I've seen in a long time. You know what I'm saying? This isn't the most talented team. I feel like this is the most together team, though. You know what I'm saying? Because when I look at this team, I look at them like, okay, even if the offense doesn't do shit in the second half, the defense picked them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, and 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 you know, there was a time in this in this season where guys could have turned on each other. We could have those guys, Kirby Joseph, could have turned on Jerry Jacobs. You know, some of those guys could have turned on each other. You know. I mean, when you got Corey sit down down there and he's giving up 182 yards to a rookie, I don't care how good the rookie is. Yeah, all in the comments talk about he's so amazing. Shut up. <laughs> Lions fans don't know no loyalty until you say something about golf. That's when they learn about loyalty. Um, yeah, this team could have turned on each other and blamed, and but they didn't. They stayed together. They stayed focused. They stayed disciplined. That's incredible. On the one roof, you know, the defense. That's incredible. Yeah. You know, you, you we talk about Aaron Glenn. Yeah, I don't mean you, Aaron Glenn. I don't mean you were locks up, you know, the defensive line could have been like, look, these motherfuckers ain't doing their job. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but at the end of the day, they just come together like, okay, dude, like yeah. just play your play, just hold your serve and then we'll get to them and we'll get to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let's just keep them out of the end zone. And I was I heard all this I heard all this week. All this week. I heard Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins sold for 300 yards. You know, Chris Sims was saying it. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, bro, if you can't run the ball, what are you doing? That's all I was doing. You had to pass the ball. I mean, I this in, in the end, this is this is this is a kid's game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they got is, two of the best wide receivers in the league. All they got is passing. Right. <laughs> That's all they had. <laughs> you think they run the ball with Ty Chandler? Like, right. right They're going to say, let's keep it out of Jeff Jefferson's hand. Let's keep it out of Jefferson's hand. If, let's run the ball. Look, if I had a guy like Justin Jefferson and I had a run game as bad as the, the Vikings, I would literally be like, okay, look, it's Justin Jefferson, Jordan is, and that's all it is. That's literally all it is. Just look for them to be open. You know what I'm saying? It's like the old Lions, you know, with Matthew Stafford. Like, yeah. If Kelvin's open, throw it to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a it's a simple formula. That's how the, that's what it takes to win over there in Minnesota. They're not talking about you think they're gonna have a, a parade if they run for a hundred yards and lose the game. That's <laughs> that's some that's some you know these pundits this week, man. They've been talking crazy. I thought I thought Matthew Stafford was Jesus this whole week. I thought he was Jesus. <laughs> I thought he was a second coming or something. And you know it's funny. They they were saying they wouldn't pick him to win the Super Bowl, but they'll pick him to beat us. So what that mean? So you gonna pick a, a loser? You well, you, pick- you know what I thought was funny though, Avery, and you're gonna get a big kick out of this because I know you're like a no nonsense type of guy, right? Michael Irvin was on those uh, one of those Fox Sports shows, right? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Irvin, and he was like, he was like, they still playing the Silverdome. I'm like, bro. They've been playing the Silverdome for twenty fucking years. Like, out of touch. That whole, that whole, that whole <laughs> situation over there. 
so out of touch. The boys. When he was saying they played in the Silver Dome, I was like, he does know that there's like a different like stadium, right? Like yeah. it's not in Pontiac no more. It's in Detroit, right? Like my last my last episode of watching um them, he was talking about look at the women. They're not even cooking for their man no more. So they're not getting married. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> I thought this hey. was a football show. What the Hey, Michael Evans, he just needs to go back on that damn boat, man. Like <laughs> Right, he got hit too hard in the longest yard. He got... And Cameron needs to throw him some more custom passes, you know? Like, I was just like, man, like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, you are a Hall of Fame wide receiver, and you're talking about the Silverdome? You do know, like, <laughs> it's not the Silverdome anymore, right? Like, it's, it's Fort Field. I think Richard Sherman, Sherman, the most competent person in that little group, because you got them two, three, I think it's three people. Dallas yeah. is over there. Yeah, they did not. The, they are not the smartest and brightest. I can't wait to watch those assholes tomorrow, man. Well, the Detroit Lions only really won because they were getting away with some ticky tacky calls. I know they. So that's what's gonna be. That's man. What's gonna be, man. They, uh, yeah, you know we. You know what? If we came out and looked like the Dolphins, oh my God, this team, this this town would go insane. This time we came out and we came ready to play, and we beat them just the same way we beat Kansas City, man. The same score, everything. As I'm saying, we're gonna out muscle. We got the easiest road to the Super Bowl, man. Easiest right. road. Who is this person that's in? in our, let's see who is. Who, who is it? All right, get out of there. Uh, you know who that was? That was Tiana Trump. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tiana Trump. She ready to get busy, man. And you know what? After this Detroit Lions win, I think a lot of people are going to have some, you know, kids good that are time. made up. They're going to have some good times, huh? We we got to do a show together, man. This should be – I'll put you on my show, man. This should be a weekly thing. Hey, dude, nice. I'm – I'm so happy that you came on the show because, like, I had Walt earlier, right? And Walt was just great. Like, I, you know, me, me and Walt just we're kind of like water yeah, and rain. Up, yeah, Walt, you know, we're Walt. water and rain over here. Like, we're kind of like all business, right? And like with you, it's like I know you're gonna check my ass. You know, sometimes like you're gonna be like, "Look, you're an <laughs> asshole." You know what I'm saying? And you, and you, no, you gonna do the same to me? You are gonna check my well, facts and everything? Okay. That's what we're. That's what, that's what we do, man. You know, like yeah, me and you don't run this this bullshit where we like walk around and say, right. We don't we don't walk around and say like shit that we don't believe in. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Not even Woody, the guy we went to the game with. Not even Woody say bullshit. He don't believe. Right. He, and that's he, what, that's he looked at me in the face. He looked at me in the face and told me this Jay Nivey's team when he was talking about the Pistons. I looked at him crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like this man is saying, "This is Jay Niven's team." And Monty Williams didn't even know he existed till like a couple games ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I I feel like me and you, we, we have like this great like we always have like a great conversation. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we more in lockstep than a lot of other people, and like I don't know, man. I just feel like me and you, like we. I do. I love the way that you talk sports. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you you're a very smart person. I feel yeah, like same to you. I feel like there's a lot of people that talk shit 
I mean, like they talk shit like they like they think they know sports, but they don't. You know what I'm saying? Me and you know those people, you know? Yeah, no, no, I'm with you, bro. A hundred percent. I definitely I definitely gotta have a show with you like uh once a week or however you wanna do it, or we can make a whole channel. I don't yeah. care about proceeds or anything. I think it's a good energy, especially um you you and me just working together on the shows because it's never gonna it's never gonna teeter on the level of disrespect. Cause I look no. at those guys, I you know, I look at those guys um easy in the in the I look at those guys easy and I forget the other dude's name. Spencer, yeah. whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, the, the freaking guy with the mullet. <laughs> the, <freaking> guy, <laughs> the guy with the freaking mullet. And I'm like, hey, that's that's definitely me. That's definitely me and you, man. But no. we we not that heavy. See, they no. they they so heavy. I don't know. I I hope they get help. They so heavy. They they might be they might be on four hundred pounds or less. You know, they might be on that show. <laughs> maybe in that maybe in that TLC show with the with the uh, TLC. <laughs> and, uh... I I can't make it to surgery, but I can make it to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, they they gonna be on that show. <laughs> to me though, man, like with me and you, like here's the thing. There a lot of people I talk to, like uh, in terms of sports and everything, like I could be like, okay, you're you're totally just biased and totally asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, there's a there's a couple guys throughout the whole like the whole podcast platform. Yes, we know we know because we're Detroit Lions people. There's a lot of people in this podcast platform that are totally assholes. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. It's and I feel I feel like me and you like. Dude, we're, we cut from a different cloth, man. We say what we say, and that's exactly what we say. That's, you know what it, that's it, man. That's it. And that's all it has to be. Like Darcy. Darcy says what he says, and that's it. Darcy has an opinion, and that's it. It and never goes past disrespect. It's never is like, I want to say this. And he says what he says, and he says it nice because he's Canadian, and then he just moves on. <laughs> just moves on. See, Darcy is one of my guys, man, because, like, I mean, look, Darcy, the thing about Darcy that makes him just different from other other people, one, he's Canadian. And those Canadians, yeah. they're nice people. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Two is, he's just like, he's the nicest guy you can ever meet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Very like, nice, yeah. Like people don't- he's so nice. The The Lions scored. I went to a game with him. You know, luckily, I blocked my face, okay? Luckily, I turned. This man tried to kiss me, Okay. <laughs> He's so nice. Jared Goff just threw in five touchdowns. I'm like, what? The, this man kissed me on the cheek. He's that excited. He's that nice that he wants to spread love. Man, he's 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 a great guy, and I know a lot of people are still tuning in, and they're like, oh, what is this podcast? It's usually on Wednesdays. You know what I'm saying? Me, oh, yeah. Avery, me, Avery, and Walter are usually on there. And then you know you got Matt Derry that was on there last week, and uh, John Macaroon who was on there mm-hmm. last week, and it was a great, it was a great thing. And, and the one thing you know, the one thing I brought up in that podcast that I think a lot of people, I think Derry was included, and I think um, Macaroon was included. They didn't know about this, but I did my research. You know, me and you do our research. I know we, me, me and you both do our research. And the one thing I said the whole time was. If you're looking for a team that gives up a lot of yak yardage, this is the team. Yeah. The yeah. Rams. Yeah. Know? They gonna yeah. They they had a bad secondary and no one talked about that, man. 
No one. I, I think Walt was probably the only person I seen talking about their secondary was trash. Yeah, Walt brought it up on his podcast, and like I was like glad he did because like I was like this is a this is something I was bringing home. You know what I'm saying? I was like, look, this was the perfect matchup for us. You know, I know guys want the one seed or whatever the fuck they were talking about. Oh, but this is the perfect matchup. At home, Matthew Stafford storyline, and then our strength is their weakness, and our weakness is our strength. Like this I felt, me and Walt kind of felt the same way. I I don't know if you felt the same way either, though, uh, Avery. Is that like this Detroit Lions team matched up better with the LA Rams than they did with the Green Bay Packers? And we've seen what the Green Bay Packers did today. Yeah. Green Bay I mean, Packers got a secondary. They got a they got a secondary. They got a veteran defense that's very stingy, and yeah, yeah. Rashawn Gary, the Kenny Clark, and all those guys like Van Ness, like they're they're good defense. Like they literally are a good defense. Yeah, and yeah. great front seven. And I, I just I mean me and Walt were saying this the whole time. We're like, we don't want anything to do with Green Bay right now. We yeah. rather we'd rather take LA right now and then deal with yeah. whatever we have to deal with. And I know they have, I know that, that everyone hyped. LA Rams up to be like this, like they're gonna run the table and they're a Super Bowl contending team. And you know, even locally, like guys like Valeni, like was like, I I worry about if Sam Laporta isn't half, you know, is fifty percent. I'm like, bro, this team did it without Sam Laporta last year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, these dudes, you know that that doubt should come out so quick. And you know what's happening? They gonna turn the page so quick. It's like they never even said it. They're going to come out on Monday or Tuesday. You know, tomorrow, Martin Luther King Day, they're going to call it uh, Lion lion Hunting Day, okay? They're going to call it Lion <laughs> Hunting, Goodwill Hunting Day, Ram no, Hunting Day. No, uh, Avery, 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 they're going to come out and say they had a dream. <laughs> they had a dream. I had a dream. <laughs> yeah, what? Matthew Stafford. They're going to come here and he's going to give the Lions a victory by not scoring in the red zone three times. Right. And you know what's funny? This is what pissed me off. They come out, they have doubts the week before. They have yeah. doubts and they're scared. And, and then when they win, they get all this bravado, braggadocious. They be smoking hookah like Adam Baydon. They be doing all this. You was just scared last week. He was just scared on Saturday. He was shaking. If you didn't have the confidence in this team leading up to this game, then I don't I don't really know what you're right. Because I expected this all season. Even when we were playing bad, I expected this all season. To me, winning the division, you know, a lot of fans got on me on my channel because I said winning division ain't enough. The division's trash. We gotta win a playoff game. Well, 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 we had a good season. That's what losers say. Losers say that shit every time. What did Miami Dolphins say yesterday? We had a good season. What the fuck does that mean? What does that you you went home? What the fuck? You can't play well, in the snow. I'm I'm saying something that I, I'm kind of interested to hear what you say. He says I'm not confident with our defense play, but then again, the Rams have a one of our potent defense offenses in the league. And to me, I mean, I don't know about you, Avery, but look, when you can hold a team that has been as great as the LA Rams on offense to mm. 20 point, 23 points. Right. Mm. And, and you hold them three times in the red zone to field goal. Total win. Yeah. Total win. You know what's funny? I thought it was going to be like a 45, like all my betting spreadsheets was like 45 to, to 30. Yeah. Or something like that. 
hitting the over. Right, right, hitting the over, and and you know I had you know with golf throwing three TDs. You know I had like like crazy amounts picked out. I had a fifteen thousand dollar bet for a hundred dollars. You know, because I thought it was going to be a shootout and it was going to come down to one possession. I thought this game was going to end up like the Arizona versus Green Bay game from 2008. Remember that game where it was like 49 to 45? 45, 41 or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be that. But you held this team down. I had no, I had no like, uh, what's that called? I had no like doubt that we. I had like five lines and a Detroit Lions going to win all of them. Yeah. You know? Uh, there was no doubt because I'm like, you gonna let this team, this Rams team, is a shell of themselves. They got three, third and fifth round picks. They still rebuilding. I, th- I think the most surprising thing I came out of this game with, though, man, and I, I know me and you are kind of in lockstep with this, is this how well the defense did, even though they were giving up big play after big play. And Cameron Sutton was basically, I mean, he couldn't cover my grandma, and she's dead. So, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, <laughs> they couldn't cover it, my grandma. I don't think Cam Sutton could cover. I'm I'm just gonna be honest. Like I think she got more agile than Poop and the Cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gonna she's gonna hit that left. She's gonna hit that right left just with the <laughs> walker and shit. He's gonna be fucked up. Hey, yeah, is she gonna yeah, hit, is she gonna hit one of those Star Wars people, Vildor or whatever. Yeah, Vildor. <laughs> <laughs> they got this dude. Oh my god, they'll play this dude, Vildor. I tell, I, I tell you, I tell lot. you what, man. I I know Jerry Jacobs was a. A lot of people hated him, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I felt like mid. I mean, over part of the season, I thought he was better than Cameron Sutton, and now we're kind of seeing like. Yeah, he might be better than Cameron Sutton. I mean, Cameron Sutton has his worst year as a pro. Right. Because what he does is he make up for his mistake. See, he more yeah. opportunistic. He going to get the pick. Yep. You know, he might get two picks in a game and get – he reminds me of Alfonso Smith. Remember Alfonso Smith when we had him? And he yeah. had, like, five picks in, like, six weeks and – and, and he was then he got blasted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, like, I mean, it's kind of like – it's kind of like what what do you want in a cornerback, right? Like, take away the guy like Sauce Gardner, right? Yeah. Or take away Jalen Ramsey, right? Mm-hmm. What do you want in a corner? Do you want a guy that's going to be opportunistic, or do you want a guy that's going to be like sound right. but he's going to get burned all the time? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's kind, of, <laughs> kind of the way I feel. You know what I'm saying? Cam Sutton is a technician at getting beat. He knows exactly when to slow up, when to not look for the ball, when he does everything wrong. Bro, I don't know. Right I don't know what's. I don't know what's going on with them, but like, it seems like every week, every week since like, probably that uh, Minnesota game that he's been just getting beat, like right, just at, beat like a drum, beat yeah. brutally too. Like it's not even like, oh man, you had a shot on it if you would have just made this quick like, kind of turn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, bro, you getting beat like he's getting left behind and shit. He wearing a number one, and he the last one to the ball. Yeah, he's getting he's getting left behind. And he should uh, just he should just go across the field and give that number one to like uh, JMO or whatever. Right, he get that one. Yeah, he won't be. I don't think he'll be with the team next year. I think they're gonna find a way to cut him and just take it in dead cap. And then just draft a draft two corners. Like I feel like they'll keep them, but I feel like they'll be like, "All right, you're on your like last leg, basically." You know what I'm saying? Right, because you're on a 
three-year deal and you make 11 million a year and you you were you 11 yards away from the actual ball so i don't and, know what's going on and me and you were at the game where emmanuel mosley kind of like uh hit his, his two snap parade and then like and left the game you know what i'm saying i'm like he's done man that's gonna hurt like that's just really gonna hurt and i think i think that's what actually hurt too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think i think we need a corner like see i like I do like Branch, but I know Branch is that corner safety tweener, and he needs yeah. to be in the in the middle. But there, I just like the sol- solidarity that I have with Branch. If I could have a corner that doesn't have a lot of picks, he might have two or three picks on the season, but he has that solid foundation where you can just trust him in man coverage. You can trust him in zone. You can trust him to tackle. You know that's what I need. I need a starter caliber cornerback. That's what I need at this point, and I don't have it in Baltimore. I don't have it in Sit Down. I don't have it in Jerry Joke Up. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jumpman and shit. He Jerry said, Jumpman. He said Sit Down. Right. No. You know what's funny? Jerry, Jerry Jacob gonna say on Twitter. He gonna say goodbye, Detroit. You, you know said, what? See you. <laughs> what's funny though, man, is like um, this guy Darius Slay, right? When he was with the Lions, a lot of people bragged on him because he was he give up a big play. But I always tell people, as a cornerback, like you're gonna give up a big play no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when the chips was down, he made a big play because that's what his name was, big play slay. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're gonna get a corner, you want a guy like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The yeah. expectation, the expectation should be a guy like that instead of like a Jalen Ramsey. Or a sauce gardener, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. those those guys are few and far between. If we're gonna be totally fucking honest, you know if, if I have a video on my channel where there's a metric for the for cornerbacks, you know, I actually came up with a metric. You know, I had a starter, an NFL starter caliber corner, and then the second metric was a opportunistic corner. And this opportunistic corner was he was gonna give up a lot of yards, but he was gonna get a lot of interceptions. He's gonna take the ball away. The mm-hmm. next tier from that was a cover corner who was who was going to get interceptions. He was going to do his job. All his assignments are sound. That's what Sutton is supposed to be. He's not. All right. Yeah, we don't even know if he's cutting starting right now. He's just starting because he has to. He has to, yeah. He's getting paid to start. <laughs> uh he ain't even getting paid to play. He's getting paid to start. Uh, and um the last the last, you know, two were, you know, shut down corner. And, and and obviously, you know, that Hall of Fame, that perennial. And that shutdown corner is is your your Al Woodson's. Your shutdown corner is like we don't throw to him at all. And I think Lions fans, you know, they just find a way to avoid the shutdown corner. You know, I think the last corner that Lions fans agreed on in the draft was, um, you know, J- Jenkins, um, the dude who was smoking weed. Uh, I forget <laughs> the dude who was smoking weed. It was like Janoris, we Janoris Jenkins. Janoris Jenkins. We ain't drafting because he was smoking weed. Well, maybe the weed was helping him because he was covering. He was locking shit down. Yep. <laughs> okay, we we got we got Bill Bentley and he got cooked. We got uh-huh. Nevin Lawson. And he got cooked. We got we got two quarters in that draft, and they both was barbecue chicken. <laughs> I mean, you talk about you talk about Bill Bentley, man. That guy that guy had legs like made of paper mache. You know. 
Like every injury he had was like his leg injury. Like oh, hamstring. Oh, another one. Oh, calf injury. It's like, bro, it's because you're getting burnt too bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I just look at I I always tell people like, especially like on this page, you know, like people will talk to me and they're like. Oh, I want a cornerback like Sauce Gardner, or I want a gar- cornerback like Jalen Ramsey. I go, well, dude, do you understand? It's few and far between. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally few and far between. Your hope is that you get a cornerback like a guy like um, Legereus Sneed. I know Legereus Sneed doesn't give a lot of people, oh, he's great, or Traverius Ward for San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. But they play their position really fucking well, dude. I don't care how you slice it, dude. They play their position well, and that's all you can ask. Like, if- yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're top flight, top tier cover corners, you know, that are potentially shut down. We saw LeJerry Sneed take care of business against Tariq Hill, one of the fastest receiver in the league, oh, yeah, you know, almost 2,000 yards. And those guys, you have to pay, you can't go out there and you can't do this uh, money ball shit. And that and Brad Holmes guy means money ball cheap. And gritty, young, you're either gritty and young and you want to play, or you're old, washed, and you're mm-hmm. trying to play to feed your family. That's what that's what a Brad Holmes guy is. You're either young enough to, I want an opportunity, or you're old enough to, I need this opportunity. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I got the DTE on. <laughs> but, but I feel like Brad Holmes, like when he made the when he made the signing for you know, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, and he made a signing for Camp Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley. I think he thought, okay, this might get us through a couple years, you know what I'm saying, until we get our corner that we, we really want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I just feel like he kind of was like, look, I'd rather go get other positions in the draft than corner, which to his detriment, I mean, he's going to rue the day. I mean, this year probably he will. Yeah, yeah. But Aaron Glenn's made a great he's he's made a great thing of it, man. Like I, I that's all I look at it. Like I don't look at it like this t- this defense is talented as hell. Like I, I I go okay. I just remember when Aiden Hutchinson was walking off after that that's that that the play where Nakua ran by Sutton, and he's looking up at the scoreboard going like, "What the fuck, dude? Like what what the hell?" Like what did what did I just get myself into? And that's what I look at. Like I, I, I feel like Brad Holmes is looking at the same thing, going, "Man, we need a number one corner. However, we can he, get it." He can't avoid it now. He can't avoid it. And I, I'm okay with getting Deshaun, um, Dijon out of Iowa. You know, I know you know some people are looking at me crazy. Um, you know, uh, well, yeah, 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 because Kobe Dijon. Right, I I don't know if I, I'm just gonna call him DJ. Let's call him DJ, okay? <laughs> so there's some people that asked me recently, um, and they were Caucasian. They asked me, "Would you draft him? Would you draft him because he's white?" And I'm like, "I'll draft him because he's good at his position. He has right. three picks for touchdowns, and we have three uh, stationary objects in the backfield. We got three mats. We got we got those mats that say welcome." Okay, those are three objects that we have in our backfield right now. (laughs) You know, so so ask me like, you don't care about his race? Why would I care about his race when I'm giving up forty points a game? (laughs) Forty yards a quarter. I've 
I've always told people, me, me and you are locks up in this, Avery. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're purple. I don't care if you're growing horn without your fucking ass, okay? If you could stop the ball, I'll take you on my team no matter what. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's the way that's the way it goes. I don't like look at it like a guy like like Hutch and I go, oh yeah, white guy, right? I'm right. pretty sure you know there's people that like they look at like someone like uh, Brian Branch and like, oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about, like color. I don't give a fuck. Like I, I've I've been totally honest with people like if the Tigers could find I'm talking this is going to another sport, but if the Tigers could find a guy who could hit 30 home runs and he's a fucking alien. I'll take him all day long. I don't care. I don't give a shit what he. I don't care if he's like, if he's like, you know, sacrificing lambs up there. I don't give mm-hmm. a fucking hell, dude. That man I don't care. could have a whole. That man could be a satanist. <laughs> I, don't I don't care, care what, what you got going. I don't care what you do, bro. I don't. As long as you help me win, cool. We're good. I don't care. Yeah, because I, I just feel like the cornerback situation in the draft. They're going to tell you that there's no cornerbacks. Well, that's because they're not looking hard enough. There are some cornerbacks uh, that are going to be available in from the D2, from the – from. there's one cornerback in D2 that has six interceptions for returns, touchdowns, six. And I know people are going to talk about the level of competition. I uh, forget his name, like Stacey Stevenson or something. Um, yeah. But there's, there's him – there's guys like Dijon from Iowa. There's guys that are going to be available in those middle rounds that are going to give you production. They got but size. They got ability. I don't care what people – I don't care what college you went to. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, they, you know, Lions fans want somebody from, from Duke. <laughs> Alabama. Who was a brain surgeon. Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Like, Michigan. That's what they want. I do that's like Terrence like, Steen from Michigan, though. Saren Stein. Saren Stein. Yeah, he's a dog. He's a dog. But I think he's going to be a six-round pick. I have a feeling. I feel like he's going to be like a thir- second-round pick. He, he should be. He should be because, you know. I feel like someone's going to be like, that dude is like a total, like, it's kind of like the opposite of, like, Amara St. Brown. He's a cornerback, but he was a wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. like, okay, this guy got his knowledge of wide receivers because he was a wide receiver, but he's a cornerback. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. That's just, that's just right. good to have. Like, I don't care who you are. You talk about the Division Two guy that you're talking about with the six pick sixes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll take him in a heartbeat because guess what? His track record shows. I don't care what competition you go at to have that many pick sixes. Right, tells me all I need to know about your field vision and the way yeah. that you the way that you make plays. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's all that matters. And you know it's funny. We talking like the season over, but the job not done. Me and you both know. Right now, they can make a run to the NFC Championship game. I actually got us going to the NFC Championship game. You know, I put it out there, you know, yesterday, two days ago on my channel. You know what people said? And you said this crazy shit. Oh, we don't, we wouldn't play. I'm pissed me off. I, the point is, uh, we going to NFC Championship game. Y'all was like, we we not go play Green Bay, Avery. I don't care who. But, man, no, we I told going you, to the I told, NFC I told, Championship. I told you we wasn't playing San Francisco until the NFC Championship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. And but, I messed up with the seating, but still, we got the best road. Right. No, I mean, okay. Who are you more afraid of? To be honest. Okay. Who are, you, who are you more afraid of? Tampa Bay or Philadelphia? 
Oh, they're actually kind of the same to me because Philadelphia's secondary is really bad. That's what I'm Phil- saying. Philadelphia's secondary is really bad. Um, but the the Tampa Bay just shouldn't be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It just they're not they're not there. I think you know Baker Mayfield is he put up the same stats as Tom Brady that one year Tom Brady won the Super Bowl yeah. and that was good enough to win. Um, but I'm not I'm not too afraid. I'm afraid. I'll, I'll give you this to answer your question. I'm afraid of the Philadelphia defensive line. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of nothing else on Philadelphia. I'm afraid of the defensive line because their defensive line, they be nabbing, they be gobbling up some people, dog. Well, well it's not right against a dog. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I was to answer this question, to be honest, I would say I'm more afraid of Philadelphia than I am Tampa Bay because mm-hmm. I, I feel we beat Tampa Bay without a run game. But we, we did. Dave mm-hmm. Montgomery got hurt halfway through the game, you know what I'm saying? So they mm-hmm. beat Tampa Bay. Philadelphia, I think, is they got they got dogs on the team. I don't care what people say about Jalen Hurts. I know people were talking about yeah. how he how he's turned over the ball and all that stuff. The guy yeah. water water is gonna find its level with Jalen Hurts, and he's gonna play a damn good game. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean and, if he plays, he got that broken finger. And AJ Brown is is an elite wide receiver. No oh, matter yeah. how, no matter how much of a head case he is, are, are you telling me Voldemort can't ca- cover him? Are you telling me Voldemort said a Spectra Petroleum can't cover him? Bro, I'm telling you right now, if Vildor was on AJ Brown, I would take AJ Brown for 100 yards easily. <laughs> you know, <laughs> damn Cam Sun was on we get 200. <laughs> Cam Sun be burnt toast. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the game, he'd be burnt toast. Like, I'm just like, no, dude. Like, oh, my no. goodness. I'll take my chances with Godwin and Mike Evans, and that's what I'll deal with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and and, and, and suspect offensive line that can't run the ball. But, yeah, I like I like Tampa Bay to come to Detroit. I like both teams coming to Detroit and losing. Um, I, I think Philadelphia, if they were to win, they would win on some suspect type of shit. Where it's like not suspect as in the refs. I'm saying suspect as in, oh, we had a play that's a flea flicker, and Voldemort was was nowhere to be found. Like, you know, some crazy you know, the thing, the, the thing that scares me with Jalen Hurts though, compared to Baker Mayfield, is like Jalen Hurts is elite with his his legs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And I still think I still I was telling Walter I said I think Jalen Hurts is hurt. Because he ain't running like the same Jalen Hurts that we've seen all year long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, I think he's been hurt all year. I think that um, – Because he ain't the same player, man. Like last year he was running through people and being like, oh. Well, that's, that offense ain't the same at all. There's actually a, a little documentary out of, of what uh, Stitham, Stitham, whatever yeah. that offense coordinator got a job. What Stiken, he was man. doing – Well, yeah, yeah, Stiken. What he was doing with the offense and he was getting creative. He was well, – that's why he got his job. You see what he's doing with Indianapolis? I mean, is Indy exactly. oh, is Gardner Minshew someone that you're going to build a franchise around? No, God, no. no. That's a good point. That's a good mo- point because last year they used the most motions in the league. Last year they used the diff- most different formations in the league. They used a lot of zone trap. The only team that was second to them in how many uh, zone read, zone trap, out of the shotgun, in the in – the, in the hurry up into this was us. The only team that was moving, you know, uh, 
that was doing our H-back dives and, and our trap plays right. and our, our whams. Only team that had that much diversity in the running game was us. Eagles, and, yeah. Yeah, and, right. and the Eagles. So it was us and the Eagles that was using our running game to the fullest potential. And now, you know how, what they're running out of 90% of the time? They're shotgun. running on a, sh- a shotgun, exactly. Yep. So they're fucking up. They don't even know who they are. They playing yeah. like a college team. She's Shane Steichen. <clears throat> the, the the job he did in Indianapolis can't be said better than it has. I mean, for most of the year he was doing with Gardner Minshew and Zach Moss as his two uh, mm-hmm. quarterback and running back, right? Mm-hmm. And then he got Jonathan Taylor back, and he's like, oh hell yeah, like I finally got someone that I can actually like use. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And it's like <laughs> you say he got the Aaron Glenn complex. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh my god, thank God, dude. Like, it's like Aaron Glenn with Chauncey Gardner Johnson come back. He's probably like, bro, I, yeah, I can't get jiggy with this shit. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with this shit, right? And then, and then you got Shane Sykin. He's like, bro, Gardner Minshew wears shorts, okay? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you expect out of me. Like, I'm gonna try to make this thing as good as it gets, but like. We're to be close enough to the playoffs where you can get above Jacksonville, but man, right? They, they I was, did their thing this year. They won. I, they won. They were supposed to be like 10, 2 and eleven or some shit. They were supposed yeah. to be a bad team. I mean, if, if you would have said, okay, they're going to lose Anthony Richardson third game of the year, they're going to be. I think everyone would have said they're going to lose like 12, 11 games. Well, you know, I think you know what's funny is I think that if um, if Hinda Hooker never got hurt. And he had the ability because they, they liked his mind at the Senior Bowl and they liked his you know, mentality during the interviews. I think he, if he didn't get hurt and he had a chance to win the Heisman and do all that stuff that AR, AR did, um, he would be the Indianapolis quarterback right now because Peyton Manning liked him. Peyton Manning said he was the smartest quarterback in the last five, ten years that he's he's actually had the honor of tr- you know, training with. And um, – you know, I think AR is just like a, a consolation prize, if you will, for them. Because, because, and then at Gardner Miss, just everything that happened is just so bad. Like, it's just so bad because they still, still outperformed over their circumstances and played I, themselves out of draft pick. I, of course. I, still, I still believe that, like, when Shane Sykin saw uh, Anthony Richardson, he was like, man, that looks like Jalen Hurts. That just totally oh, okay. hurts. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. I can see that. He's like that. That's a guy I can build around. You know, like but Jalen Jalen Hurst is still throwing 30 touchdown passes. I, I just don't understand his running con, combinations. He's still throwing 30. Um, maybe he thinks that maybe he thinks that Richardson could get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, yeah. his rookie year he wasn't getting to that point. I mean, he yeah. had some, he had some major like accuracy issues at Florida, but like. The reality is, like, maybe, like, Steichen's like, look. I think that I can, can, I can cover like, this up. I can cover yeah. this up, just like I did with Gardner Minshew. Right. And that's exactly what he did. And, I mean, that's that, that's what good coaching does. I mean, I mean, Steichen, what was he? I think he was a quarterback in the league. So that just goes back to our point earlier in the podcast how we was talking about these former players. Facts. Yeah. They know, man. They know. They know. Domingo and Ryan know how to cover up that offensive line for Houston. And, and and I don't care. I don't care what kind of NASA motherfucker you're bringing in. I, I don't care if I don't care if it's the guy who invented the polio vaccine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I knew that was a tricky decision when this motherfucker said he left a hundred thousand dollars working at NASA and shit. 
<laughs> and I, I coached high school and I coached college and I got to Bill Belichick and I was an intern. What the fuck? Your wife signed up for that shit? Right. You you give a hundred thousand dollars. First of all, that's how we should know that he wasn't smart, man. <laughs> you give up a hundred thousand dollars to go coach high school and college at RPI. Like and then go coach defensive coordinator for the Patriots, like, all right. I mean, everyone right, got their, everyone got their faults, but like, I mean, if, if you turn down a hundred thousand dollars, I mean, to go coach at RPI, I mean, ten to one, you're probably a dumbass. You know what he told his wife? I'm gonna follow my dreams. And she said, okay, I'm gonna follow mine too. Here's the divorce papers. If I told my wife that stupid shit, I'd be divorced right now. I'd be done for. If I told Matt, follow my dreams. If I told my girlfriend that, you know, who might be a fiance, she's gonna be a fiance. But anyways, if I told her that, she'd be like, "All right, well, you can follow your dreams to some other bitch." You know. <laughs> and you're like, wait, you said I can follow my dreams. It's like, bro, you're giving up hundred thousand dollars to go coach your RPI. Like, you ain't shit. Right. My my wife care if the rent paid. She don't care. Follow your dreams. Go to sleep. That's what she'll tell me. <laughs> Take your ass to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep. It's funny. Fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> we gotta do that show, man. We gotta do that show. Hey man, it was great having you, man. Like I I had so much freaking fun. Like this was great. Same here, man. Same here, man. And we, gotta get, we gotta Go get we gotta get we got to get you and Walt on the, on the same podcast. I'm, oh, yeah, because, you know, I love watching you you and Walt. I love watching Walt and Ashanti. I love watching uh, you and, and, and Tyler. I, I was about to say Dave. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know he'll kill me for that. <laughs> you know, I kiss so many people throughout the week. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, me, 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 and you, me and you good, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, sure. Look. Me and you, we disagree on some things, you know, but we mostly agree in the middle, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. that's the way it is. Yeah, it's, I, it's always respectful. And I feel like me and you, we're two of the, the same people. Like we ain't gonna fight, we ain't gonna differ from our opinions. Like our opinions right. are our fucking opinions. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is yeah. You know, it's funny. What we, you see is what you get. <laughs> so yeah, would you say that? Would you say what you see is what you get? This is why we ain't on Woolworth Sports now. <laughs> we, gotta, okay. we gotta start lying to the people and saying first, first shit, of all, drinking Kool-Aid pictures and shit. First of all, Avery, if we if we was on Woolworth Sports, I mean, um I think you would have to be like um I think you would have to like act like uh like you know, like like some you know, educated person, like you know, like some of these guys like I was watching one of the Woolworth Sports guys and they were like you know, it was one of the former players too. He's like, I yeah. just think the LA Rams are gonna run all over this team. I'm like, bro, who said that dumb shit? Bro, he he does a midday thought. You know, I don't know what them people. I don't watch some people like that. He, That's he, crazy like, as fuck. He, he was like, he was like, Kyron Williams is gonna run for 200 plus yards. I'm like, sound like Braylon Edwards. That's exactly who it is. I don't. I don't want. I don't want Jack Campbell. He can't. He can't check nobody. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's sure as shit. You know, it's, it's, exactly. it's showing that he he can check some people. That know? dude been wrong so bad. I he mean, been wrong so bad. Well, he, he probably wanted us to draft like some uh, 
middling Michigan putting it on. Yeah, yeah. Hell, <laughs> hell, go blue. Oh, and draft a, a, a middle of the pack linebacker from the fucking Big Ten. <laughs> Ain't seen an SEC player in twenty years. It's like it's like man, Jack Campbell showed that he's a great linebacker at Iowa. I mean, I don't care what you thought of you know. I I I'm pretty sure me and you thought similar on Jack Campbell, but like I wasn't like oh this guy's gonna be Brian Erlacher, but I said. Maybe potentially he could be like one of those great linebackers that you say you could build around. You know what I'm saying? He ain't gonna miss. He ain't gonna miss tackles. He ain't gonna do stupid shit that you know you don't want your linebacker to do. And that's what I look at Jack Campbell as. Right. I'm I actually. Um, I'm actually. Yeah. I think we. I think we can do a show. I got a. I got a new channel called Prospects Now. Um, prospects Now. I'm going over prospects. I got the tape. I'm the one who gave Walt the tape. And um, I think, man, we we really do a show, man, because people need this is this is nice content. It's definitely uh, it's it's a little more lighthearted. We actually know what we're talking about. Yeah. And I know there's some fans in the comments saying crazy shit like, "We won." You you're talking like we no, we're we're talking about getting better, but we know we won. This was the expectation that was put forth by real Lions fans. Uh, I told people going. I told people going in this game, I said, don't be scared, number one. Number two, all the stats that I had in, in my thing, they were they were saying the same thing, you know? They were saying literally the same thing. Like, you had the better run game. You had the better, you know, you had the better breakaway percentage. You had the better elusive percentage. You had the better, you know, run defense. Special, you know, you were better mm-hmm. as favorites than they were as underdogs, you know what I'm saying? That's just mm-hmm. what I look at, you know. Right. It's, it's what it comes down to, man. And a lot of these people, they make it so hard to like. They make it so hard to like just figure out. Like they're like, see, this is what I believe because you know. <laughs> yeah, my, I think my, the LA Rams gonna run right through us. What? It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like you realize they haven't gave him a hundred yards all season long, and now they're gonna give a hundred yards. Like the guy didn't even crack sixty. So. Yeah, what I what I get mad about is never has context to it. It, you never have like when you have a thought, there's a decisive like aha moment to make you have the thought, and then you use evidence to support the thought. What yeah. sports, ESPN, they all just have these thoughts, and we don't know where they come from. So we can tell you that that's opinionated. Now sometimes they'll have a thought, and it's backed up by evidence, but the evidence is so choice based. And what I mean by choice based is, if I told you that there's a group of people in the United States that commit more crime than others. And I just had some stats to support that. I'm not showing the whole stats of the whole world. I'm just showing what proves my point. And that's what too many of these people do is they show what proves their point. And instead of actually showing the whole facts and the film and the tape, like, you know, some of these people don't even need a platform. They need to be on a different podcast talking about splitting the rent or some dumb shit like that. They don't need to be on a podcast talking about no sports. <laughs> That's what I was talking to Walt about. I mean, Walt was saying about um, he was saying, we were talking about how um, th- these two defense, these two offenses, or whatever. Like, who who would you rather go against? No Bloom and Jackson or Jonah Jackson? Because like they both give the most pressure against. You know, like mm-hmm. I I I just feel like if you're gonna be if you're gonna break down shit, right? Break it down right. Don't mm-hmm. don't leave some shit out there like, 
oh, well, I think the Lions are going to get ran all over. And uh, that's what I think. You know, it's like, go to hell, man. Like, you, most of these people that have platforms, number one, they get it by just saying outlandish shit. That's mm-hmm. number one. They don't come with, they don't come with, they, yeah, well, yeah, that's number one. They don't come with some concrete shit like, oh, that's exactly how they're going to win the game, or that's how, exactly how they're going to lose the game. You know, even my co-host you know, the, of the Lions podcast, Tyler, he's guilty of this shit, too. Mm-hmm. He will talk about all day about, oh, Aaron Glenn is just so bad. Oh, my God. Like, he's yeah, so yeah. bad. And yeah. it's like, it's like, bro, if we break it down in perspective, right, and we go, who is better right now with the talent that they have, Aaron Glenn or Ben Johnson? And if people say Ben Johnson, I know for a fact they don't look at the game the way same way I look at the game. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. They don't look at the game the way that me and you look at it. They, they look, look at, at the complete product they see in at the time. They don't look at they don't look at the prospects, they don't look at the players, and they just say stats and facts and pro football right. focus, you know. Yeah, pro football focus. <laughs> 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 I mean, on Pro Football Focus, man, Cam Sutton, man, he was a he was a top corner. He's got he's he's had um, less than thirty yards thrown on him for the first like six weeks. So I was gonna do a I was gonna do a um, I was gonna do a, a video on him, right? Like Cam Sutton really was really shut down, and I had to watch the all twenty two, right? And I stopped that video so quick, bro. He was guarding grass, bro. He was guarding grass. He was you, and you're supposed to cover guys, not grass. And this dude was just dropping back in zone. You pay him 11 million, and he dropping back in zone 28 million, 28 times a game, and then nobody's coming to his zone. It's pathetic, man. I mean, that's not that's not really like a guy that you're gonna build the defense around. To be honest. Exactly, and then you paid him 11 million dollars, and I would have gave that money to somebody else, man. I would have gave it is what it is, man. Fucking, yeah, but the good news is the Lions made it to the next week, you know, and um made it next week in a tournament, uh, ready to go. My wife was talking shit. I was like, that golf man ain't gonna throw the ball right. I'm like, he has to. This is <laughs> yeah. he has to. He's, he's he's been talked about all day. He heard the God. He he heard the same shit. Of, I thought Matthew Stafford was Jesus. I thought yeah. Matthew Stafford died for our sins or some shit. <laughs> talking about Matthew Stafford, like he was coming back from the grave or some shit. I don't know what the fuck. Hey, Avery, the Avery, 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 he went to, he went to church and see Matthew Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, damn! I'm not sure. I could have sworn Matthew Stafford. He's like that. He's like, oh, so that's how I was about to word, right? Man, his wife was talking shit. His wife was like, "Yeah, it's, they weren't. They're not gonna give me a sweet give you." Bitch, you got the money. The fuck? We paid you fifty million a year, bitch. <laughs> but I, I was laughing all week because um I hated the Matthew Stafford shit. I really did. And cause I know I know it comes with the Matthew Stafford shit. Yeah. It's all the Kelly Stafford fans. And if you think that they if you think I'm gonna tell you this right now, Avery, because I you know, this is like the culture thing right now. If you think that white women aren't rooting for Kelly Stafford. Mm-hmm. You out of your mind? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'd they be like, "She's such an inspiration." She's, like, a king, she's the queen of the Karens, man. It's like she's the queen. Didn't she throw Karens. a pre- 
didn't she throw a pretzel at someone? Like, what, 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 what person are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, she is. She is awful, man. You don't. You don't know how hard it is to take four kids to a game. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that go to Lions games that take four kids to a game. So yeah, a game, you getting in for free? Your husband, right. money. We don't know what her, what she do. You take a woman like um. There's a she does a she does a podcast right. Kelsey Kelsey has Taylor Swift. And then the fullback on the on the 49ers has um, a fashion designer who yeah. made a custom jacket for Taylor yeah, Swift. Sure. Everybody yeah. else got some shit going. Kelly Stafford just run her mouth. The most she got is a podcast. She don't she don't have no nothing nothing else. Well, look at Jared Goff. I mean, his his wife is a freaking model. So exactly. like, a real model. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like Miss, Miss California, Miss Universe, and shit. She she ain't some like fake ass like uh, Instagram hoe. You know what I'm saying? Right, she, right. She's like the real deal, and it's like, I mean, even like, um, who was it? Kyle Van Noy. Remember Kyle Van Noy? Yep. Even his wife, she was like Miss Utah or something. And now I know there's a lot of people that could become Miss Utah, but right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm just saying, like, bro, the only thing that you you know for is running your damn mouth. Like that's, that's the only thing you know for. All Kelly's time know for running her damn mouth. Her her husband, great dude. I love Stafford, but when when at at this point, the game. It's about the game. It's not about your. I'm coming back. Like he, he, he was literally. I think he looked in the mirror and see things. He was, like, I'm coming home. No, you're not, bro. You're like you're playing a video game. You're playing yeah. a game, bro. And this is not, bro. I really thought he was like trying to have a moment. Like he was like, like Vin Diesel in that end of that movie. Like, <laughs> no. this is not your moment. <laughs> Josh Bynes is on Twitter and he says something about like I can't believe y'all booing this man. It's like, <laughs> it's like, bro, he came back in the playoffs. Do you understand that this franchise hasn't won a playoff game since 1991? Yeah, we'll, we'll retire his jersey anyway. We'll retire when, when he comes when he comes back next season for the regular season game. We'll give him his flowers. We'll give him. We'll give Kelly Stafford a sweet so she could shut her effing mouth. <laughs> but. If you, think, if, you, if you think we was going to give him all the flowers in a playoff game, first of all, Brandon Holmes and Dan Campbell would go totally against that. And the number one person who would go against it is the guy who is like is like in the owner's ear. And that's Chris Spielman. You think Chris Spielman's going to be like, I think we should give Mr. Matthew Stafford a, a welcome. <laughs> we trying to win the game. Everybody from the top down was trying to win a game. She was, I think, I, was trying I to win a game. Everybody was focused on winning this game. It's like it's like Sheila's like you know Sheila Hamp for it. Uh, she's like, I think we should give you know Miss Mr. Stafford a, a a welcome video, and I I can see Spielman going, shut your fucking mouth. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome video. What the hell are you gonna play it at halftime? No, Did we're gonna play. We're gonna play Welcome to Detroit, and he's gonna about to get cat. That's what he's about to do. Oh, and Matthew Stafford looked scared the whole game. He was looking up, looking at the little surface tablet, and he look up. He looked. He looked like he knew he was gonna lose because they the Rams were not that good, man. People were just now, I, I feel, I, people in the national media and Walt brought this up, and I, I I'm curious what you thought. They Walt thought that this LA Rams type type of shit was like. Kind of like the Detroit Pistons or the LA, the LA Lakers, you know what I'm saying? 
where like no one gave him a shot. You know what I'm saying? Like not many people in the national media said, "Oh, yeah, the Pistons are going to beat the Lakers," but like the Rams are going to beat the Rams are going to beat the Lions. You know, it's the right. low Lions. It's it's the Lions. You know, I just felt like that's such a lazy narrative. First of all, and if we're looking at the same teams, like didn't this team that you just you just said that it was going to beat the Lions? Did they just one of their calling card wins of their last eight games? Did they get dis- destroyed by the Texans last night yesterday? Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that yeah. people were saying, "Oh, look what they did to the Browns." It's like, yeah, yeah, look what CJ Stroud did to the Browns too. He we wiped that ass. Remember, um, I said that's a good one from Walt and you. But I also say, remember that old narrative for uh, 2009 Cardinals? Like, oh, yeah, they can't beat an East Coast team. And just people just wrote it off. They didn't say yeah. what teams they can't beat. They just said, oh, they can't beat a team on the East Coast. Oh, okay. And they was 9-7, and seven and they went all the way to the Super Bowl. And they was cooking everything. They cooked Jake DeLone. They cooked because people ignored the actual fact that they was leading the league in takeaways and all this other stuff. They was like they was a real Super Bowl contender at that time. They just you know probably need some more pieces, older pieces on defense. But you know if they had a Ray Lewis or a captain of the ship, they could have been different. Like people just designed a narrative for them, thought they was gonna be a first round knockout, and because mm-hmm. the Patriots and the, I mean the Panthers had like two thousand yard backs, everybody thought they was gonna go to you know the Panthers and lose, but that didn't happen. You know. What's up, Jason? Hey, y'all, this is me. What the? F- what the hell is that? This is your stream, bro. These your fans, bro. Man, that was wild. <laughs> that was wild as hell, bro. They got the hoes. Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to play it back for Darcy. Um, <laughs> that's, the last, that's the last time I do that, that type of shit. <laughs> you wild, bro. This dude was just... <laughs> That is awesome. bro. He, he, in, in the comments, he didn't even have that. So, like, whatever. Like, this whole, what the hell is going on, bro? He had his balls and dick out. He was stroking himself, man. What you got going on over here, man? You got one of tra- you a transformer? I don't even know what the hell that was. <laughs> I'm gonna have to delete that from Facebook because, like, they're gonna be like, <laughs> dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're gonna be like. That was wild, bro. I told you, I, that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> yeah, no, no more people are going to be invited. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Oh my god! All right, we got to end this shit because this is getting wild now. So. All right, yeah, that's, okay, that's the end of that. Uh, that is literally the end of that. What subscribe to this man, man? Detroit Lions News Podcast, man. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll play the podcast, but uh, yeah, that ain't happening, bro. What the hell is that? Oof, that's your channel, man. I can't yeah, no. that was uh wild. <coughs> All right, brother, I'll I'll let you go. Yep, I'll talk to you, man. All right. It's 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 sad we gotta end on some bullshit. <laughs>